years. So I'm going to try really hard to keep us on track. Let's not. Okay. Let's do. Let's do, uh, let's do 46 minutes and 15 seconds. That's 46 sounds- minutes and 15 seconds. I think we can do it. Okay. Especially since we're telling people now about this podcast, we can't just ramble on for like 10 minutes in the middle of episodes anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Yeah. With that being said, welcome back to Oh, Here's a Little Marketing for You. I'm Ellen Zernko. I'm Ellie Hicks. And I'm John Young. There you go. Was that. that better? That's great. That's beautiful. <laughs> Fantastic. Good. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> All right. So each week, we are going to talk about how to get the most out of your marketing as a small business or nonprofit. And this week, we want to start the discussion around how to ask your customers for a review. Um, so you may think that this is like a pretty cut and dry topic, but there are a lot of subtopics underneath it. Um, and we want to make sure that we kind of cover it all. So this discussion, this episode today is almost going to be like, uh, the introduction to later chapters of this discussion, um, where we actually get into a novella. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Um, you could call this the Hobbit, if you will, to oh my gosh. the Lord of the Rings. Um, no, but no. I think it's good that we kind of covered these things first before we get into the more practical things, like what tools should you use to give your um, to ask your clients for feedback or review. Um, so today we're going to talk about kind of what is the difference between a review and feedback, because um, there is a big difference. We're going to talk about some benefits of reviews along with some cons to reviews, and then why I think, shout it out, design thinks that you should, instead of just asking your clients for reviews, you should instead be asking them for feedback and kind of what that means. Um, And then if time permits, I doubt that it will. Um, We'll get into some other things or we'll leave them for future episodes. But to get us started, I wanted to start with just kind of like an open question to you and John, Ellie. I was looking at Ellie first. Um, (laughs) Which one's you? You is Ellie. Okay. Um, But so our opening discussion question is, with the ever-changing mediums for reviews and the the legitimacy of reviews fluctuating, why do you guys think that reviews continue to be a strong marketing and communications avenue for businesses? It's an extended answer question. I feel like Go. that's a yeah, very extended answer question. Um, because <laughs> you could take it many different ways. Why is it important for businesses? Because people are going to be using it regardless of what's going on. Um, with people, I mean, more and more people are turning to the internet every day just to research, look things up, get directions somewhere, and reviews, whether you are managing them or not, are popping up every time something is searched, every time they're looking at your profiles. They're able to see feedback, well, not feedback, but reviews from customers or even non-customers, which is unfortunate, which we'll get into that. But they'll be able to see reviews. And if you aren't actively managing that or looking at that, that could ultimately hurt your business um, if you aren't taking care of what they're saying. If it's a legitimate negative review, you know, you want to take care of that internally as well as respond and hopefully make that right. Um, And, you know, even if it's something that isn't legitimate, you can respond and make that outwardly appear like you have taken care of the situation or that it just wasn't even a situation. So I think it's Amazon. I think Amazon started the, the review reviews being important to a business decision. I mean, if you think about e-commerce in its infancy, um, we didn't have a source for reviews when it was kind of scattered around. Amazon was one of the big first e-commerce platforms that we kind of all use. So we crowdsourced our information saying, this is a good book. This is a bad book. This book didn't show up on time. And then of course, Amazon expanded into other things. So everyone started using strangers as guidance to whether I should buy this product or go to this place or do this thing. Uh, so I think, I think that's part of it. I think the other part of it is, is that if you've never done business with uh, a company or gone to this restaurant or used this particular service before you're looking for outside input. And so if your friends don't have outside input, you're looking for strangers to do so. Um, so if you've got, if you've got good people 
Uh, you're doing a good job. You've got people like my wife that you know, she's randomly mentioning Chapman's to everyone on Facebook. You know, the, uh, one of the places here to eat in Columbus, like she's just online advertising for them. Not, she gave them a review, I'm sure on Yelp because she's, she's a Yelper. Um, but she, she's literally giving reviews to anyone that didn't ask, ask for it online. And so do a good job. You get reviews, you get people shouting your name everywhere. That's, I think that's the crux of it. Mm-hmm. Reviews, particularly like digital reviews. And I'm not sure that there is a space for physical reviews. I see them on other than um, like word of mouth. Yeah, but you, I mean, you also see them um, like in stores from time to time. True. Like you'll see them um, kind of like posted up on the wall. But digital reviews are so interesting to me because um, they're sort of the only like digital reviews and and Uh, customer slash audience conversation about your brand is going to happen no matter if you want to be a part of it or not. So it's not like how you get to have a definitive choice of, yes, I want to have a website um, and I want to be active in that space, or yes, I want to have a Facebook and I want to be active in that space. Um, Your audience base and your customers get to decide if you're going to be in that space or not. Um, And if they haven't made that decision for you yet, then that's a great opportunity for you to get to make that decision and kind of start start off positively. Um, but it, I think there's just like something about reviews that are like innately human, like as much as like we don't trust other human beings, for some reason that kind of like goes out the window when it comes to reviews, particularly like what you said, John, for like buying something off of Amazon or like I think about like Yelp, like if somebody had – I. I will literally filter out my Yelp reviews, particularly for restaurants. If they have less than a four-star rating, I will not see them come up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then or the I'm number looking, of reviews. Yeah. Number yeah, so of reviews are really important to me too. Because if yeah, there's so, like five versus 500. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, say. like, yeah, yeah, I mean, the same, you know, if it's uh, less than a hundred and it's not a new restaurant, you know, we might not give them a chance. Like we might need other exterior input uh, or external output to, to make the decision there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just a, it's an, it's an interesting topic that's continuing to change as like the, as the internet continues to change and evolve. Um, One of the things we'll talk about probably intermittently throughout the episode is um, how scammy reviews have gotten as well. Um, so you have to kind of watch out for those as a consumer and as a business. Um, but even through all that, I think that these review sites are just getting better and better at filtering those out um, and making sure that it is a legitimate response um, that people are getting. So, Unless you're Yelp discussion. and then you uh, get rid of reviews if the person that left the review doesn't leave enough reviews on other places. Are you guys aware of this? No, no. So shout it out on Yelp has like two five-star reviews. But if you look behind the scenes, we've got like 17 five-star reviews. But you only get to see the two people that do other reviews in other places, which kind of makes sense. Like it's it's not like us signing up for fake accounts and then using those fake accounts to give us reviews. But Mm. also, are you saying that their opinions are less valuable than anyone else's opinions? Yeah, I feel like that's so difficult. Cause I we have a client that left us a Google review. Shout out designs, and we don't have like a ton of Google reviews. But I remember she specifically said to me, like, "I don't leave reviews for people, but I'm leaving a review for you." Um, I think it was her, or was it? No, I'm not gonna remember who it was. Shout it out design. You hear my keyboard clickety clacking? <laughs> Do you say that every time you type it? Yeah. This is a great dead air for our podcast, by the way. I know, right? I just said like we need <laughs> to make sure that we don't do this, and now we're doing it. Um he. It was not a she, it was a he. Um he said 
you know, I, I don't leave reviews often, but I'm leaving a review for you guys because I had such an amazing experience. And I feel like that'd be a bummer if like he had left it on Yelp instead, because like if he doesn't leave reviews, but like it's mm-hmm. a glowing review, then like that's going to be a bummer if that doesn't show up. Yeah. Um, so I just looked at Yelp. We have, um, I, we have two locations cause we've got two mailboxes to currently, but I've got, I've got 10 reviews on there. Uh, and none of them are quote unquote recommended mm-hmm. because they're people that don't use Yelp all that much. And they're which all five star reviews, a, which is a real bummer. I think is another, and this is a whole other topic in and of itself, but I think as a society, we get in our minds that these websites are um, like town squares that should be completely free speech where we can say and do whatever we want um, and everybody should hear us, um, like Yelp, like Facebook, like Google. But unfortunately, like those places are businesses. They're they're not they're not public spaces. Um, so they don't have to give you quote that that level of free speech on their platform. They get to choose what's there and what's not. Yep. Um if I paid so, Yelp, they would show up. But I'm not gonna. Yeah. So. so that's something to keep in mind as well when you're looking at like these reviews or when you're making like just as a consumer, when you're making your decision as a buyer, um, keep in mind there's more that goes into reviews. It's not as uh it's not as wholesome as we're led to believe. <laughs> and it, it depends depressing. on the and it depends on the the purchase to how far yeah. you need to investigate this. Like if you're mm-hmm. You're looking for fast food fries. Like I don't need to dig through the local Wendy's McDonald's yeah. you know, chains to find out which where where I want to go for fries. But if I'm making a decision on a twenty thousand dollar website or digital marketing plan, like yeah, I'm going to look at not just several different agencies, but I'm going to look at different agencies and their directories. I'm looking. I'm going to look mm-hmm. at Google. I'm going to look at Facebook. I'm going to look what people say about these companies. And the mm-hmm. the good side about all these directories existing online is that I can search for shout out design reviews. And those things pull up because all of these sites that we're talking about, Facebook, Google, Yelp, TripAdvisor, et cetera, they want to rank for, basically, they want to try to rank for your terms because of what you just settled on because they're businesses. They want to mm-hmm. sell me, the business owner, on advertising with them so I show up higher. They want their directories to show up higher than the services that people are searching for than my website. So I can search for company name reviews and see a bunch of feedback from a bunch of different directories. And I can see people that copy and pasted the same good or bad review on all these places because that happens all the time. But Mm -hmm. I can get a good sense of what this company is about before I even call them. So that's the Mm -hmm. the good side of reviews. And something else to keep in mind with reviews, particularly in the digital space, is that, yeah, the the reviews on those like traditional review sites are really important, like Yelp, like Google, like Facebook, the ones we've talked about. Um, but what can be even more impactful in your business is the Kelly reviewers. So the ones that, yeah, they give you a review on Yelp, but then in their community forums on Facebook or on Twitter or wherever they're conversing online, they're also talking about you there. Um, and I would also consider that a review. Um, it's kind of the more like digital word of mouth. But, you know, I think about uh, I have a community Facebook group that people are always asking like, which pediatrician do you recommend? Or, um, you know, what's the best place to get sushi? And, or like we found our vet for our cat by asking that question. Um, and the vet we chose, like she came highly rated by a whole bunch of community members. So like I, I, yeah, I looked at, I looked at her website. I cared about a good user experience. I cared about good communication. Um, but a huge deciding factor was that so many other people had already trusted her with their cat. Um, and so if all these other people are saying, yeah, I can trust her with, with my pride and joy with my little, my little animal friend, then I'm more likely to trust her as well. Um, so keep that in mind. It's good to have the official reviews. And then it's also to also good to, um, hone in on the Kelly's of your brand and, um, collaborate with them whenever possible because if they really like you they will champion your brand especially if you ask them so we're going to get into that kind of let's get into it okay so let's talk about first let's establish the difference between a review and feedback because i think that those can be used intermittently um before i kind of dive into my notes what are your guys's um initial 
thoughts to what's the difference between a review and a feedback and getting feedback? So I think that you can get feedback from a review, but they are different. Like, you know, you can, if you, if me as a, as like a business looks at my review, like I'm, I can get, I can use that as feedback, but it's different in the sense that we're talking about it because a review is something that is public and it's a rating. It's something for everyone out there to see. And it's somebody's, um, it's just, it's their experience with your business out there for everyone to see. Whereas feedback is to you directly as a business owner from a customer. Um, It would be from somebody who actually had some kind of interaction with your business and you are asking them directly to give you feedback about their experience with you Um, and which can be used in so many ways. Like, you know, if it's if it's good feedback, you can encourage them to leave a review so that the public knows about their experience. If it is bad feedback, um, you can use that to maybe look at your internal practices, um, better your services. Uh, and you have a chance to kind of write that wrong before they go on every single review site and give you a one star and bash your business. I mean, Ellis said it pretty good. But yeah, I would, yeah, uh, agree. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I would. I would say feedback primarily internal. Um, you know, we use um, you know feedback slips on all the trays at, at Young's Dairy, and that's where we uh, we see problems before they start showing up in reviews. Typically, because a lot of times people like throw bits and pieces. Great time, bathrooms were dirty. Uh, amazing ice cream, food came out a little slow. So those are small things. Like person had a great experience, but one minor thing was wrong, and so we really hone in on trying to fix those small problems before they become large problems and show up on an online review. But mm-hmm. Ellie's right. Like reviews also have feedback in them. So it's important to see those, uh, value those, act on those, uh, collate those as well. Especially mm-hmm. if you're a company like Young's, they get so many reviews. Like it's it's one of our people's, it's not their, her full-time job. She's a manager, but like that's one of her jobs is she takes all the feedback forms and all the social media feedback and all the Google reviews and puts them in a document every month and sorts them out of good, bad, otherwise and then so we can look at them every month and say, like, over the past couple of months, we've had issues with different uh, fry suppliers. So we're getting different French fries. So there, there was a problem there for a month where everyone was like, these French fries are awful. And we, we basically said, we know they're awful, but these are the best <laughs> French fries that we can get because our suppliers are letting us down. But those are important things to continue to pay attention to. It's like, it, are we letting our customers down in a, in a in a big sense or or a small sense, but either way, you got to you got to solve it because it's going to start showing up in your sales too long after it starts showing up in your feedback. Agreed. Period. Agreed. I have some like fun um, definitions that I came up with just in case if anybody's following along and wants to take notes. Nobody does, but <laughs> I'm taking notes. You want them. Um, I differentiated them by saying a digital review is an honest experience with your product, service, or process that a customer shares about your business on a major platform that is relevant to your customer base. For example, Google, Facebook, Yelp, etc. Feedback is an honest experience with your product, service, or process that your customer shares with you so that you can learn from their experience and improve the experience for next time. And I would say another... Big difference between a review and feedback is the connotation attached to both of them, especially given the last 10 years with customer uh, companies saying, leave us a review or can you give us a review? Um, you know, if you think about the difference between particularly, I would say, like in our line of business, like if you're in something that's um, more um, consultation or relationship based um, for your business there's a big difference when your customer comes to you and says, um, could you leave me a review versus could you give me some feedback on your experience? Um, so one of the things that we offer at Shout It Out Design as a service to our clients is within our online reputation management and local search service is to help them build their own feedback surveys that they can distribute to their current customers. And then we help them pull together those responses it also gives customers that um, did have a good experience, if they would like to leave a review, then they have the opportunity to do that. We do give the opportunity to everyone that takes the feedback survey just because that's the ethical route to go. Um, but then it also gives you the opportunity that if somebody, um, 
like Ali was saying, had a bad experience, then you can uh, get ahead of that situation. Um, and then it also helps you identify the champions of your brand. Um, but yeah, I think like there's definitely like a clear difference in what what they are um, in a definition sense. And then there's also a, a difference in like the connotation that is um, attached to them now because of the digital space over the last 15 years. I have a quick point about <clears throat> our feedback surveys that we create. And I don't mm-hmm. know if we're going to get into this later, but I'm going to go ahead and say it now. Do it. Um, so like Do it, when you ask for feedback, instead of just saying leave a review or instead of just giving people the opportunity if they had a negative experience just to, I'm mad, I'm going to go leave a review. If you ask them for their feedback, if you say, I want your honest feedback, let us know how we did, give us some suggestions. One, if I was unhappy, that's going to make me feel better because that makes me feel like you're open to hearing my suggestions. You're open to hearing about what I actually felt. And maybe this is actually going to mean something. Maybe you're going to take my feedback and do something with it. So if I'm taking this feedback survey, one, I'm already feeling a little bit, I guess, empowered in a sense. Um, And then, you know, after you take that feedback survey, you have, like Ellen said, the opportunity to then leave a review. They might leave a review, but by being able to air out everything that was wrong already, they're less likely to probably go to a review site and still be as angry because they felt like they've already had a chance that that you as a business owner are trying to right the wrong already by asking for suggestions on how they could be better. So like their review might still be like, oh, you know, my experience was still so-so but they're less likely to just be angry and bash. Like it's not going to be an angry review. It's going to be just an honest, my experience could have been better to which you then could respond to. And again, right the wrong, say we heard your feedback. We fixed the issues. Here's what we've done to make it better. Um, So that's another reason why those feedback surveys are so important to ask for the feedback first, just like Ellen said, to try to right those wrongs before it just turns into an absolute disaster. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the end, people just want mm-hmm. to be heard. So that uh, when we, um, when I was fourteen, learning how to dip ice cream, that was one of the things that uh, our tr- training at the farm takes you through is how to deal with customer complaints. Because it's not that we deal with a lot of customer complaints; it's just we we mm-hmm. deal with a lot of customers. So there's going to be people upset, even if you do the greatest of all jobs. So first thing is to, hey, tell me what the problem is. That's number one. Let them vent it out. Let them let them yell at you if they feel like they have to yell at you. Just mm-hmm. sit there and take it. Then two, how would you like me to make this better? How can I make this better? If you do those two things, 99,000 times out of a, a 10,000 times or 100,000, <laughs> whatever, most of the time, most of the time, it's not going to result in an online review because you've heard them and you've mm-hmm. tried to make it right. Now, if it's an unreasonable request that they make and it's something that can't be resolved in the way that they want to make it, that's an internal how to deal with customer service issue. The customer might, might leave unhappy and still go leave you a negative review. But you did all you could. And you can even say that as a response in reviews, which I know Ellen's going to get to at some point, of saying, hey, we tried we tried to deal with this in a calm manner here at, at the location. I'm sorry that we couldn't meet your needs. And then every other person that sees that review, especially if it's one bad review in a sea of 5,000 good reviews, everyone's going to say, oh yeah, I've also had a bad day at my job. And sometimes things don't always go right, whether it's uh, reasonable or unreasonable to expect that they do. But the company tried to make it right, whether it's true or not, but they said they tried to make it right. And mm-hmm. then that's it. So everyone's going to see that and value that and say, okay, they're going to try to do their best by me. And looks like they give far more good experiences than do bad experiences. And when those bad experiences come, they try to make it right as best they can. And that's all you can do as a business owner. And then you just got to hope that that it's a one bad review out of a hundred good reviews, not like 50, 50. Cause then you, then you can respond to all of them and say that. And everybody's like, well, you're having a lot of conversations about bad service. Maybe you should have like more conversations about the bad mm-hmm. service with your service yeah. people than having them with your customers. I actually have seen wrong. reviews that say like where the person actually just writes like, Like they still feel the need to say what went wrong, but then they actually are like, but the manager like made it right by doing this. So like all is well and I'll return. And it's like, you know, it's like, okay, thanks. But like, you know, but it clearly states like people can read like, okay, somebody made it right. And Mm -hmm. I, I think something else to keep in mind when you get it, like when you choose to be a part of 
the review conversation for your business or organization online. So like as we talked about, the conversation may happen whether you want to be a part of it or not, but you get to choose if you want to be a part of it. And I did not plan on getting this deep on the podcast today. But um, before you make that choice, I think you really need to be sure that you have a heart posture of humility when it comes to approaching those reviews and taking part in that conversation. And if you don't have somebody on your team that you can identify that can take on that posture, um, then you may have like a bigger... (laughs) A bigger team conversation overall, um, but you know, if you're just if you're just gonna go in there like a bull in a china s- shop, and like you just want to be right, or you just want to hold on to your pride, um, then taking part in that conversation um, of your business or organization online is not going to help your bottom line. <laughs> um, and that's not the full reason to get involved in the digital space, but. I think I just I want to be really blunt to those business owners out there, or those those people that are in the nonprofit space that are just trying to do good, um, but they you know keep on getting like it, it's hard being in the nonprofit space because especially when you're dealing with donors and stuff like that, people can be really ruthless. Um, but I would say like identify that person on your team that can kind of own responding and following up to that feedback and those reviews. Sometimes it's an HR person. Um, Sometimes it's your marketing person, but then I think you need to have a really straightforward conversation about um, having a heart posture of humility when it comes to taking part in those conversations. Just really deep. (laughs) Yeah, the angry angry business owner attacking someone that was being unreasonable – Super Ugh. funny to see in memes or in you know in stories. Super funny, but that is not a sustainable business model for yeah. almost everyone. Like you could take down one or two of those maybe in your existence of being a business owner, but like if you're doing that weekly, you can't. You can't. You can't, everyone can't be Wendy's on Twitter. Like that's just not. We can't all be snarky all the time. That's not, can't be everyone's brand. You know, for uh, I'll use Youngs again for an example. We don't respond to any reviews on Google. A, because there's too many of them. We have like 100,000 reviews. Not sustainable to do it. We do respond to Facebook reviews um, sometimes. And typically what we do is we take it offline. And that's uh, for a couple of reasons. Google is kind of nice where you, from the business owner's perspective, there's only one response allowed per review. So customer leaves a good or bad review. You respond to it. That's the end of the, that part of the conversation. Customer can't go back in and change it. They can't reply to it. It's it's over. Uh, on Facebook, you can have a endless conversation with this person, and you're having think about it. You're having a very very public back and forth with a customer that already isn't happy with you, and you're continuing to make them unhappy in a very very public forum. So what we typically do is say, hey. Sorry that we didn't meet your needs. Uh, please call, like Dan will literally say, call this number right now. I'm sitting at my phone. And you'll give the office number. Or here's my email address, cows at youngsdairy.com. Mm-hmm. Email me. Or they'll leave that bad review and then also go to our website and fill out a form where they enter their phone number. And Dan calls these people. And people are like, well, who are you? I'm like, yeah, I'm Dan Young, the CEO of Young's Dairy. Like you said that you had a bad experience. I'm here to make it better. And they're floored by the fact that we're just calling people up to hear their what what happened and we're happy to send them a gift card when it makes sense to do so but be cognizant of the fact that when you're responding to these people they could respond back with more details that they mm-hmm. left out from the time before and now you're in even worse of a situation if you just just saw it and tried to acknowledge it offline so that's typically what we tell our clients to do is either don't respond make it the habit of we don't respond to any of them we don't just respond to the good ones and we don't just respond to the bad ones we either have a standard response for all of them or we don't respond at all and we try to d- deal with these people offline. And I love that approach that Dan has too because I think um, even after decades in the service industry, your dad is really good at remembering that these are human beings that he's interacting with. It's not just like – it's not just a text bubble. Um, and I it, reviews are interesting because, yes, they're marketing, but they're also very much like public relations as well, which – the two inner interlap a lot. Um, but I think across the board, like you, you have to remember that these, these people are human beings and just like how your staff might have a bad day and you might not give a stellar service experience that day. You don't know what somebody's walking, like going through when they walk through your doors or when they make a purchase online or whatever it is. Um, so especially I would say like 
I feel like our team has talked about this a lot too, like just keeping in mind that everybody's been through a lot in the last few years. And before all that, everybody was already going through a lot. Um, so just breathe. And it's easy to walk walk <laughs> through. Yeah, it's easy to walk through a bad review using that same word, yeah. but on the other end. Like, you know, our employees are mostly kids. Um, you know, you know, you, you came in and had a bad experience on a Sunday afternoon when the line was out the door. Well, think about I'm not I'm not saying you need to sympathize with the kid that's dipping no, your you ice should. cream. And they should have done they should have done the right job. But you should yeah, yeah. sympathize a little, not hundred percent. They've got homework. If they get the order wrong or they're snark Yeah, they've got homework. Or if they're you know, if they're if they're not doing what we ask of them in terms of customer service, like we'll have that conversation with them. But you also have to be understanding, like you're not coming in and buying a hundred thousand dollar Lexus. You're getting right, a like, five dollar ice cream. It's time. just ice so cream, like, like it's not a big deal. Like calm down. <laughs> <laughs> it should be it should be one of the happiest things yeah. that gets delivered to you of all time. It's like number one is a, is your baby, and then number two <laughs> is a banana split. These are the two best <laughs> things that can be handed to you. So like, <laughs> so like these these are the things that we try to we, we just manage expectations. Yeah. Be, kind. be kind. It's true. That's what we should. That's what we should. Just, we should just end our. Every I should episode. have worn my be, be kind, kind sweatshirt oh. next week. I'll wear it. It's got a little B. It's a be kind. <laughs> Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> All right. So I want to cover um, just a little bit more before we get into what grinds Ellie's gears this week. Um, but. She looks sassy today. I think it's going to be something um, spicy. One of the things I want to talk about is uh, the people that, you know, you're listening to all this and you're like, okay, well, that's fine. Then I'm just going to choose to not be a part of that online conversation. I'm just going to let people write their reviews about me. I'm not going to respond digitally i'm not going to respond offline i'm not going to read them i'm just going to act like they don't exist um to you i know i say don't do that please um (laughs) you're not alone in that conversation i know it seems daunting to um navigate that path but that's why there are companies like shout out design and other great digital marketing agencies um that can help guide you down which path you should take for your business or organization just like everything else we've discussed, it's all very specific to um, who you are, what your goals are, who your audience is. Um, but a few benefits to reviews, um, and we already kind of talked about this, especially when we were talking about Amazon and Yelp. Most customers in 2022 make their purchasing decisions because of online reviews. Um, I actually found one statistic um, from 2021 from Feinstack that said around 89% of customers say that they make the effort to read reviews before buying products online. Um, and then they go on to say that this implies that reviews form an essential part of the purchasing process. Um, and most companies will display reviews alongside their product listings. Um, so what's great is that, yeah, you can have those reviews listed on those key websites like Facebook, like Google, um, Yelp, Etc. What's also great is you can take those same reviews or um, reviews that you've gotten from asking your clients for feedback and you can put them on your website. Um, so this is great if you are e-commerce or a service. Um, so whether you sell a product or a service, I think it's great to have reviews and testimonials on your website. Um, Shout out Design has testimonials on our site from customers that love us. Um and it's a really great way to show people that are visiting your website, like, hey, not only are these people that are customers of mine that had a great experience, but like they had such a great experience that they're willing to have me put their name on my website. Um, so that's one benefit. Do you guys have anything to add to that? I mean, just as an avid online shopper, I will uh, <laughs> a- agree to the 89% of people saying, that they use uh, online reviews to make decisions because I 100% do. I use, I don't, I don't remember the last time I bought something that I didn't look at a review first and especially on Amazon um, because, you know, some of that stuff can get kind of sketchy, but um, I, I, I use, even if I'm in a hurry, like I'll look at just like the quantity of like, wow, okay. It has a thousand reviews and like, look at how, like most of them are five stars sold. Like I, a lot of times I don't even have to go in and like read them. Um, Mm -hmm. so that kind of plays into what John said earlier about like quantity of reviews. So like if, if I'm between two products and one product has like two reviews, even if they're both five star, if another product has 
200 reviews and like the majority of them are five star, I'll probably go with that because it seems like it's a lot more popular. There's a lot more people that I can, that are, that trust this product. Um, and one other thing that I think is super great, especially with, um, uh, it, it could be for a variety of different products, but I know like with clothing and stuff, um, I love reviews because you hear about a specific customer's experience with like fit. Like how does this fit? I hate when I order like shoes and they aren't true to size and I should have went up a half size or something. Reviews are beautiful because if I'm going through them and it's a trend that everyone's saying like, oh, these shoes are great, but order a half size up. Now I don't have to go through that process of exchanging and getting a different pair because I already know I should probably go a half size up. So that is another really good benefit, not just about making my decision on if I want a product or not, but learning about somebody else's experience to know which I should purchase, what, you know, which color, which service, what size. Um, so, okay. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Agreed. Um, Another benefit, we already kind of talked about it, is that customers that love your product or service enough to leave a public review are also great customers to follow up with for a testimonial or even offering related services. Um, I think a great example, so for Shadow Out Design, we will periodically ask our clients for feedback. Um, We start there. We ask them some pretty like in-depth questions about their experience with our team um, and then how we can improve. Um, and through that conversation of how can we improve, I actually had a customer say, oh, I would, you know, really appreciate it if you guys did this. Um, and I said, we actually do. That's a service that we offer. <laughs> um, and now she has that service through us. Um, so I think that's something to keep in mind as well is that, um, you know, a client may be looking for a service that they just don't know that you ex- that you do um, or something like that or a product that you sell. And then you can follow up with them and say, actually, we do have the solution to your problem. You know, here's the link to buy or here's my calendar link so we can talk about it more. Um, and then, you know, it's also a great place, like I said, to grab testimonials. I have one client that um, her feedback survey is how she determines who she's going to ask for new video testimonials. Um, so she has like a message area for her feedback survey. And th- I mean, the stories that these people tell about how her service has absolutely changed their lives. Um, you know, they'll go on for paragraphs and paragraphs. And whenever we get one of those, I say, hey, this is a great person that you should flag as we need to use this text. And we also need to ask them if they can do a video review. Um, or a video testimonial. Um, so like I said, I would start with kind of shifting your mindset of asking for reviews to asking for feedback, um, not only because of the connotation behind it, but just because it's going to end up um, creating a, a better experience for you and for your customers. Um, and then the ones that warrant then following up with asking for feedback to asking for a review or asking for a testimonial, you can kind of like take it in stages. Um, we didn't even really like scratch the service surface of everything that I want to discuss today, but I feel like it was really good conversation and I want to leave it for other podcast episodes since we're going to do this for the rest of our lives. Um, (laughs) so (laughs) yep. Yes. Yes, we are. Um, So in future episodes, we want to discuss, there are some cons to reviews, but there are ways to make those cons, uh, work for your business instead of being negatives for your business. And then in, uh, future episodes as well, I'd love to discuss, you know, when to ask for feedback, um, when to ask for a review, um, what to do once they've left a review, all those fun things. But for now, do you guys have any last-minute thoughts of the things that we have covered today before we get into what grinds Ellie's gears? Yeah, I wanted to say on your last point, you know, getting those good reviews uh, helps you find your brand ambassadors, which is a term that's kind of been hijacked by multi-level yeah. marketing schemes. Um, but finding finding people that are your customers that are happy to talk about you to other people like that's super important especially as a small business owner so i th- i think i know the client you're talking about and getting people that uh that she is trying to get as clients showing them that here are other people that are just like you having the same exact problems as you in your same region even that are having the same problems and i solve those problems like that is that's almost <laughs> free marketing 
Uh, it's, you know, shit, there's a little bit of effort and time to get it all collated, but that is, that is free advertising. That is super powerful because it's not just, Hey, we're great. Try us out for 99 <laughs> a month. Like it's literally, I solved this person's problem. That is the same problem you had. And I'm not saying I can guarantee solving your problem because there's a bunch of variables in that business. Uh, but I'm going to give it my best shot and she's really happy with it. So I, I, you know, those, those people, you know, to, to like youngs, we can't really have a, um, you know, a brand ambassador for like, I really like your ice cream. Cause like everyone really likes the ice cream. So it's not like, I mean, I guess Scarlett's our brand ambassador, but she's more just like our marketing <laughs> puppet <laughs> for my daughter, but smaller businesses like us, like we've got, we've got a couple of those in our, in our, you know, in mm-hmm. our, in our client list, people that are always talking about us. And sometimes it leads to business and sometimes it doesn't, but it always feels good to have someone that constantly is mm-hmm. telling us how awesome we are. Whether it's you know whether it's true on that particular day or not, but I'm really or happy like to you hear get it. Those, oh, sorry. I have a. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say I have a negative, but I'm not allowed um, to say it. Well, you just made me think about too, John. Like so. those clients that become or your customers that become those brand ambassadors. Um, like if they move on to a different company or something like that, then that's even more po- uh, powerful to keep that that relationship going. So, like I think of like we have a customer that um, how many businesses has he brought us up for now like three four yeah oh that one. i said it in a really the, weird you, way are you, are you talking the number one are you talking the number yes. one subscriber of scarlet's laptastic extravaganza uh he has worked for three different companies yeah so as he continues clients. to grow in his career <laughs> um like obviously because he has a good you know, personal friendship with you. And also because like we continue to do a really good job for the different businesses that he works for. He takes us with him. Um, So you can become that for your customers as well is that, you know, they're, they're not just reviewing you, you know, I think he's on our website too. He is on our website. He's not just reviewing, they're not just reviewing you for a testimony on your site or something like that, but they're continuing to take you with them as they walk through life and as they have new opportunities and new problems that they know that you can solve. Um, and then they're just can, it's, it's a domino effect. So, you know, they're telling all their people, they're telling all their people. Um, so yeah. And if you, if you keep up these relationships, um, you know, like if we have people that are, we know like our clients are really happy with us. If we just kind of keep up that personal relationship, like don't just let them be out there floating around liking what we're doing for them, like keep up a a good relationship with them. We're going to come up first in their mind when, when they're just out and about, whether it's through their business or even their personal life. If someone says like, you know, I'm thinking I need like help with my social media or I need help with my website. I need a new website. Then they're going to immediately think of us. Um, and again, it just goes back to that point. It's free marketing. It's um, like how many people when when we have somebody on board with our products, like how many people do we now have access to in their life? If, if whoever is like talking about needing our services or somewhere in the realm of our services um, or even if someone, one of their friends starts a new business, they're going to be like, hey, if you need help with your website, I know a guy and it's us. <laughs> Spoken like and a I true to say, This member. actually is true. One <laughs> of the beautiful things about working for John Young is that he has a lot of spreadsheets. And one of those spreadsheets is allocating mm-hmm. our sales over the years to the customers that have uh, spoken highly of us. So we literally can see um, which one of our customers has brought in business because of word of mouth or reviews. Um, so it I at least know that it works for Shoutout Design, and I know that it works for many of our clients that have our online reputation management and local search service. Um, so we're not just—is it blowing smoke? Is that the term? Yes, that's the term. Yeah, we're not just blowing yeah. smoke here. It really does work, um, and people are. By the way, that person you reference is is the eighth most important hey, look person. At that. Look at him. Top ten. I mean, he he'd take that. All right. Uh, there's so much more, like I said, that we could cover about reviews, which we will in future episodes, but I want to get on to our favorite segment. Ellie, what grinds your gears this week? Well, I'm first going to start it out with a positive because it's relevant. Um, we just care a lot about our customer relationships. Um, I think we go, I think we do a really good job at, at going above and beyond to have relationships with our customers, even if 
there's something that they're not, they're not happy with us, even if we know like, okay, they clearly just have had an issue with us from the beginning. We're still going to try to have a good relationship with them and right the wrong. And ultimately, if we have to like cut ties, then we have to do that. But what grinds my gears is <laughs> when people are, and this kind of actually goes, can be tied into reviews, but when people are so combative, they don't take ownership um, and they place blame elsewhere other than where the blame actually should be. They aren't willing to look inward and see that the problem is actually something that they can fix or that they have control over. And they're just constantly, um, they're just being very combative about everything coming in. So if we use reviews as that example, they're getting bad reviews and they're saying uh, they're they're mad, they're upset, they're just angry at the fact, why are all these people like blowing up our, our review pages and leaving negative reviews instead of saying, okay, obviously there's a trend here. What's going on within my business? What's going on internally that I need to look at to uh, fix this problem? So instead of taking it almost as like a positive of people like pointing out some flaws, some clear flaws, they're just saying like, this isn't our fault. Like you guys are just crazy and you're unhappy. Like, so I, it bothers me really bad when people aren't willing to just take ownership or um, kind of just, you know, admit wrongdoing or like admit fault and just say, you know, I, I failed you clearly. Like I, I, my apologies, let me make it better. Um, here's what I'm going to do. Um, instead of just, you know, being like, nope, that's not my fault. That's your fault. Bye. It's like a life. Yeah. I feel like we've talked about this on previous episodes, but like, like the, pendulum conversation so I think there was like this huge pendulum swing of like the customer is always right in like the 90s um and like they're like you just like bowed down to the customer no matter what and now I Mm -hmm. feel like especially in recent years we have pendulum swung the other way of all customers are wrong how dare they want anything they Mm -hmm. are all incorrect they don't know what they're talking about and I think that there's like a middle ground maybe (laughs) No, there is no middle. It's either all the way over this way or over all this way. There, There is no middle. I think that there's like – I think there is. I think there's like a middle where like, you know, maybe maybe both sides were short a little bit um, and maybe maybe we can find a resolution in the middle. I lost my train of thought. So I got a text. Um, my surgery is going well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. All right. Um. But yeah, I I think that like Ellie, I think there's just, I don't know. I think this is also kind of like a life thing, but not just a marketing thing. But I think that there's just something to be said for like taking a breath Mm -hmm. before you respond. Absolutely. Um, Like, and I know I've said this piece of advice that John has shared before, but like you don't have to send that email today. You just, you don't have to. You can send it tomorrow. Um, So I think that like, at the end of the day, like you have the opportunity to either like put more negative into the world or you have the opportunity to put more positive in the world. Um, like you can't change what's what people do to you, but you can change how you respond. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a lot of reviews and feedback and just customer relations in general. And just, you know, take a look at the big picture. Does this really matter? Do you need to fire off that angry text? <laughs> Probably Do you not. need to continue fighting? You know, let's be and the it's bigger exhausting. person. Like it's yeah. just tiring. You don't like you don't you don't need those ba- bad vibes. No, let me tell you, we you don't. Need don't them. It's we don't need those bad vibes in 2022. Let's leave those in the past. No, I definitely think that like you should stand up for yourself and Absolutely. like have the opportunity to right a wrong. Um, mm-hmm. but I think it's like all in like your approach. I think it's you important know? to to realize there there a lot of times comes a point when you know you can stand up for yourself but there's a point when it stops being effective and you have to see like okay this isn't going to go anywhere this person isn't going to see where i'm coming from and this goes with literally anything an argument in life with a friend you know and in a relationship with a customer with whoever um there's a point in, a, in an argument where it's just not going to go anywhere else. And we all kind of have this internal need to be the one that's right. But like, be I the bigger person and just end it, you know, just um, realize that, you know, this isn't doing 
we are no longer making progress. This is no longer doing any good to keep going back and forth. So let's just end on a high note and, you know, call it a day. Agree to disagree. Amen. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I, so I was just... T- I was I was texting Kelly because they, they there's a saying at at Scarlet School and I couldn't think of the acronym but it's E plus R equals O but I, I it might be a saying that lives out there outside of Brown but I've never heard it before but it's event plus response equals outcome mm. so to what you guys were just saying like something happens your response is going to be the outcome so whether it's going to be burn the world down because I'm upset or it's going to be mm-hmm. make things better if I can yeah. it's going to be the outcome. And I mean, that's obviously a good lesson for seven and eight year olds, but we can all take a page from that mm-hmm. as well. Uh, you know, n- not everything needs to be scorch earth. Some days it feels like it wants to be, but you know, I mean, it's, today it feels like it is because it's <laughs> yeah, 95 yeah. degrees here. Feels like scorch. I got to be emotional about it because there's nothing I can do about it today other than try to sit in my air conditioned room. So um, I, I think that's, that's goes to saying what you guys were just saying. Of like, don't, don't be overreactionary. Take responsibility when it's something that you can fix and try to be better tomorrow. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> John, I got pretty close. 50 minutes. I know. I was I was looking I I almost wanted to just for the joke like cuz Ellen or Cut Ellie was in the middle of Ellie, Ellie was in the middle of a sentence I almost wanted to just hit stop just to see <laughs> what would happen. I think this is our first like significantly under an hour and I say significantly it's 9 minutes and we're still not done talking so like who knows but no, this I think was our most first of them are episode. like 50, aren't they? Most of them no. have been 50 minutes. Most of them are like a minute and seven or a minute, an hour and seven or more. Um, really? But I will kind of like wrap up this one because I'm really happy that it's shorter. Um, this is our – this is the completion of our first conversation around reviews and feedback. We will have many more. If you have any questions about um, reviews and feedback, feel free to reach out to us via our website or send us an email. Um, and we will see you next week. Woo! Leave our podcast okay, thanks, review. <laughs> yeah, like and subscribe. That's what you're yeah, supposed like to do. Yeah, like and subscribe and subscribe. Smash and that like button and, and <laughs> leave us a and leave us a, a five star. You know, let us let the people know. <laughs> Ellie, we're not supposed to ask for five star reviews. It's not. Well, that's ethical. true. Didn't didn't you hear anything yeah, that yeah. Ellen was just saying? Come Ellie? on, Ellie. Jeez. Leave a five star review and I'll send you a <laughs> gift card. We also can't just delete reviews that you don't like. Fun fact. Yeah, I don't know how podcast reviews work, so I guess we'll have to find that out in the next episode. Yep. Okay, bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Ope Here's a Little Marketing for You, a podcast written and produced by Shout It Out Design. Our theme song is Kill the Sun by the Cincinnati-based band Motherfolk. Tune in weekly for new episodes.